Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And welcome back to Matt's World. I'm your host, Mads, and I hope you've been enjoying the show so far. If you have, it would mean loads to me if you could subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. More importantly, if you do like the show, sharing it with mates is a great way to support Mads World, so get chatting with your mates. This week, we chat about the highs, lows, and everything in between of a career creating subscription-only online content through platforms such as OnlyFans. If you aren't already aware, OnlyFans is an online content sharing platform, popular in the adult entertainment industry and commonly used by sex workers. Celebrities, influencers and creators can use it to share private videos, photos and even the chance to chat one-on-one for a fee. I recently spoke to a mystery guest who is one of OnlyFans' top content creators in the UK about their experiences and all of your questions that you submitted through Instagram. I think it would be irresponsible of me not to flag this, but please do not use this interview as advice on how to start an OnlyFans account. If you are thinking of launching a platform of your own, please consider the repercussions that can occur and the ripple effect that posting imagery of yourself online can have across the course of your life. It's important to note that not everyone on OnlyFans is as successful as our mystery guest, so please keep that in mind if you do feel inspired to pursue this kind of career. So without further ado, here is my chat with our mystery guest. Hello, mysterious stranger. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. So how did you and I first meet? Uh, I think we met through a friend of a friend at a park one day. Yep, at a park one day. Very mysterious. So mysterious. You took me to wee in the alleyway. Beautiful. <laughs> That's very London Fields. Definitely. So how would you describe your job? Um, I think my would describe my job as helping people to realise their fantasy, mm-hmm. helping them to understand what they really want in life, yep. experimenting, you know, a bit of that, a bit of everything. Yeah, bit of fun. And and how did you start out in the industry that you're in? Um, it's kind of 
weird because maybe like three years ago I never would have thought that I would do what I do today mm-hmm. but it was kind of like small steps that led me to it mm-hmm. so I just sort of started filming myself having sex because I genuinely enjoyed it like mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of hotter to watch the videos after more than it was actually to do it in the first place like I found the videos hotter than the sex in the first place okay and that sort of that sort of led to it yeah and then but it was like stages so that was like the first stage and then I kind of got um some sugar daddies that gave me money to see these videos as well and then it kind of led to going further and making actual like porn for only fans so it's kind of like every step is like a little like you're dipping your feet in okay yeah and is it your only job at the moment it is now it wasn't when I started when I started I didn't really think I was going to make that much money. I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it for fun, see what happens. Mm -hmm. I have some videos already, so I might as well see if I can make some extra cash off them. And then it just kind of escalated. And now, obviously, in the pandemic, I actually got made redundant. Ah. So it was kind of lucky that I did this before that, yeah. Like, it wasn't like a plan, but I... So when, when you got made redundant then in the pandemic, was it already blowing up or is that when you started putting lots of time and energy into it and that it sort of became more of a career? No, it had already gotten quite big and I was kind of just going with the job that I had before that because I was on furlough. Yeah. So I was like, I might as well just not do anything with that and keep getting that extra cash. But it was, I did kind of do it in the first place as like a backup plan. Yeah. I was like, you never know what's going to happen. It's like a side hustle that became a, a, a full-time hustle. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly what it is to be honest. Okay, so that's a, that's our speed date round done, which is kind of just a, a good way to sort of get to know you and, and kick the podcast off. So in terms of story time, because this isn't uh, this isn't our regular podcast, I thought maybe you could tell us some of your weirdest <laughs> requests from a fan. <laughs> um so definitely my weirdest request ever is actually someone asking to buy a bottle of my urine what (laughs) which is so weird to me i could i just do not understand why you would ever want that in your life (laughs) but yeah someone asked me to send them a bottle of my urine and i actually couldn't do it because they live in america and it's actually illegal to send liquid (laughs) I don't know, internationally or something. So yeah, I was like, sorry, I actually can't do that. I would happily send you my Wii if I could, <laughs> but I'm, I can't because international law doesn't let me. Wow. That, <laughs> yeah. It's very strange. That's insane. I could never imagine asking for someone for a bottle of a Wii myself. Like, it's just weird. Everyone has their own fetish. Because <laughs> yeah, obviously you said that they live in America. So do you, do you get on OnlyFans like a bit of a gauge mm-hmm. where people are from? Like, where is most of your fan base based? Yeah, so you can, there's actually like a section on it where you can track where all your followers are from like you can see the exact number um and i feel like most of my fans are from america i don't know why i just feel like america has like they're a lot more freaky maybe a lot more freaky (laughs) and i reckon it's probably to do with the english accent as well maybe i mean so my top three countries is uh, america is number one then england is number two and then number three is russia which is weird i don't understand it yeah that is weird (laughs) russia's freaky I know, right? I mean, I think maybe they have lots of laws there, so they're like, whatever, we'll get anything. <laughs> yeah, because I think um, they have a lot of um, they have a lot of homophobia there. Because I remember when 
Was it the World Cup? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was the World Cup was there. Yeah, I think people boycotted it. Yeah, and people boycotted it. And there was a lot of people from England flying over for the World Cup and they were saying to gay people, like, it's probably a better idea if you don't go because they have, like, a lot of hate crimes and stuff over there. Yeah, it's so strange. I didn't expect them to be in my top three, but... Yeah. Up next is our left on red question round, which is where we have some questions from listeners. So there's some really awesome questions in here and I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on them. So I'll just kick it off. So what is the best part of your job? Um, I would have to say the best part is obviously the money because I would not do it without the money. Like Mm. there's no way I would be doing it for any other reason, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But then there is some like other parts that is good to it as well. Like, I find it quite liberating like mm-hmm. it's different to see because obviously when you watch mainstream mainstream porn it's like lots of like guys with six packs like girls with like big boobs like young people but on OnlyFans I feel like it's a really mixed diverse group of people like you see people on there making so much money that you just wouldn't think that they would be porn stars and I think that's why it's quite popular to be honest because it gives people the opportunity to explore other areas that they don't get from mainstream porn. Yeah, that's really interesting. I guess, um, yeah, maybe people like mainstream porn is more polished and everything and they're kind of getting stars to do it that have the body type that, that people think that people want when in reality people sort of enjoy seeing like people that look like them or people that look like their girlfriend or their partner or their boyfriend or whatever, like real real people. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's super interesting like and obviously after the money side I think that's the main thing that I enjoy like that's the thing that I got from it that I didn't expect to get from it is like seeing all these different aspects of porn like all these different bodies which is is fun to be honest like I like it yeah and have you made any friends on there through that like have you you know like connected with other OnlyFans people like creators and stuff um I haven't really made any friends with like big creators because I find that they can be quite bitchy but (laughs) I have made friends with some people that are trying to get started in the industry and I've tried to help them okay but I feel like some people you know, they think, oh, you've got an OnlyFans, so they think they're something, to be honest. I feel like they think they're quite bougie when, yeah, I feel like it's quite a thing. Uh, whereas I would rather help the people that haven't really got to that part yet. They're just getting started and they need to grow their account. I would rather make friends with them, to be honest. Because, I mean, I only started eight months ago, so. Yeah, and I guess as well, it's kind of, it's similar in the podcast community because it's like, um, some people see you as a competitor to them because, you know, there's only so much time out that people can spend watching yeah. porn or listening to podcasts or whatever. But you can either sort of make it work for you and, like, grow your rep in that community and um, become friends with people and help each other and lift each other up. And it's quite a more of a positive experience than if you're sort of tearing each other down and, and getting jealous about, you know, how many followers another person has or, or whatever that might be. So it sounds quite similar to that. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, you can easily fall into the trap like when I uh, first started OnlyFans obviously you need to use um, Twitter to promote your OnlyFans Mm. like that's the main way Mm. you would promote it Mm -hmm. and I there was someone that was very similar like demographic to me quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. 
And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And I would constantly stalk their account and see if me or them had more followers. And I feel like it's just like a thing you do. And then in my head, I was like, oh, why am I doing this? It's so stupid. I need to stop. And now I don't do it anymore. So I feel like it's so easy to get into that competitive thing, especially when it's a thing about money. Yeah, definitely. But I feel like if everyone just let that go, everyone would enjoy OnlyFans so much more. And it's definitely probably the same with the podcast, I can imagine. Yeah, 100%. And what, what do you think is the worst part of your job? Uh, the worst part is probably because you kind of have to act like you're horny 24 <laughs> 7 like as weird as it sounds like like if one of your fans messages you like i'm horny and you're literally like at mcdonald's with your friends you can't be like <laughs> yeah i'm just at mcdonald's eating a big man yeah like you have to pretend that you're in bed horny as fuck like it's just what you have to do <laughs> I don't really like that, to be honest, because mm. it can have a really negative impact on, like, your mental health. Like, you can start to get into the cycle of actually being like, oh, maybe I am horny all the time, <laughs> but you're not. Yeah, and I guess it also would be would be weird because when, when it comes to times when you are having sex and stuff, if you're kind of pretending all the time, it's sort of disconnecting from that and um, trying to realise how you actually are feeling in that moment and separating it from pretending all the time. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm still a bit unsure about how, since I started OnlyFans, I'm, I haven't really had, like, a real connection with someone, so I'm, I'm un- unsure how that will work. Interesting. And um, do your family know about your job and what do they think about it? No. Um, so, obviously, they know that I have been made redundant now, so I'm a bit confused as to how to explain all this money that I have. <laughs> I haven't really thought it through yet, yeah. um, but I definitely know that I'm not going to tell them that I'm doing any fans because I feel like it's kind of like it's like telling your mum a sex position that you like. It's not something that you discuss. I don't think. Yeah, for sure. It's sort of like 
goes beyond those boundaries that you have. Yeah. So do you feel reluctant to tell people about the work that you do? And is that because you feel there's a stigma associated with it? So do you think that people might have a negative opinion about it? And how do you think we challenge that? I do. Yeah, I feel like some people do have negative impact. Like I don't have that much of a stigma. Like I would happily, like all my friends know that I do it. I have no problem telling them. It's more just my family mm-hmm. and I probably wouldn't go up to like a random stranger and be like, yeah, I do only fan. <laughs> just because I feel like there is still some judgment there. Yeah. Because it's always seen as like a, it's like an easy option. Like, oh, you don't know what you want to do. Like you don't um, have a skill maybe. So you're just going to make porn. But I mean, it's a skill to make porn. <laughs> How do you think we change the perception around comments like that? So if all else fails, I'll just make an OnlyFans. Like how do you think we sort of change people's opinions of, of seeing OnlyFans as a platform where it's sort of the easy option? Yeah, I do feel like that is quite a big thing. Like it's like a really um, big comment like, oh, just make it OnlyFans, no worries. I don't really know how you would um, tackle that, to be honest, because I feel like even if everyone that had an OnlyFans worked really hard, it still wouldn't change most people's minds because it is, it's just really like deep set in our culture, I think. I think it would take a while for it to, maybe when all those people see how much money they're making. Yeah, I think the negativity will take a long time to go away. Yeah, like I wonder if it comes from jealousy of the amount of money people are making or if it is just a deep set cultural thing that people sort of see sex workers in the sex industry as, you know, not a re- not a real career and maybe something dark and seedy and that kind of thing. I guess it's 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 sort of part of a wider picture. I def- I think it's both and even now even though I do only fans I still find it weird to say that I'm a sex worker. Like, it just sounds so dirty to me. Like, I don't like saying it at all. Like, I would happily say, oh, I make OnlyFans. But I don't know. Saying I'm a sex worker just sounds weird to me. But it's true. Like, that is what I do. But this sounds I think it's because of the stigma attached yeah the stigma attached and that cultural um yeah sort of the cultural undertone that it is something seedy when yeah so it is just a genuine line of work for some people so this is the question everyone was asking how much money are you actually making my money kind of goes up every month because I have only just started in the last year so the first month I only made 50 pounds so if you do make it only pounds and you only make 50 pounds do not worry because now Last month, I made 9K. So Jesus. you can go from £50 to £9,000 in eight months. It's more than I made from my job. That's insane. And now we're not trying to encourage people, especially especially young people to, you know, make an OnlyFans. Like I think really think about it if you're going to no. be doing it because I don't think everyone would um, end up making that much and you have to work pretty hard to do it and everything. But 9K a month, that is insane. When I started, I was like, maybe I'll make like 1K, maybe I'll get there. <laughs> and now I'm like, what? This much money? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's crazy. Yeah, that's that's mad. And and does it get um does it get taxed? So like a normal job, does it have like a you know when you set it up in there and stuff? Does it have like a tax? You know, you enter your tax details and everything. Because I know with podcasting, you can um like people can donate to support the podcast, and it's sort of it's not taxed because it's like giving a gift to someone. I mean, I think we've only found it is meant to be taxed. I'm not gonna lie, it's not April yet, so I haven't done it. <laughs> but someone did actually message me on my Twitter that like, was from like a tax, not an agency, but like you know the people that help you sort it out yeah yeah and like, oh if you need help with your taxing we can do it and i was like oh what i, like, I have to pay tax oh. <laughs> i was like i'm selling my body and the government wants my money 
It's mine. Yeah, I was like, this is my body. How dare you? <laughs> like, fuck off, Boris. <laughs> Trust me, Boris. Boris wants a bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, well, our next question is, how do you find inspiration for original content and how much preparation and time does it actually take to come up with that? Um, so most of my inspiration probably comes from other creators, to be honest. Like, I love to see what people that have been doing it longer than me are doing. The main thing I look for inspiration for is kind of like angles of the video camera. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I think the <laughs> longest part about, like, setting up a scene, like, especially a set scene, because it's not like a solo scene, it's like you and someone else, is more just arranging the time mm. when you're both free. Like, to get that person that actually wants to be in a porn and to be at free at the same time of you is quite difficult to be honest. Yeah, I can imagine. I guess as well, something I've just thought of, which is which is quite good, is that traditionally porn websites, like I can't imagine that all the people that upload porn to things like Pornhub are getting paid for all of the videos they do. So this is really giving power back mm-hmm. to the creators. Like it's it's yeah, giving definitely. so much you know, back to the people that are putting in the hard work and, and making the porn for everyone who wants to watch it to enjoy. It sort of, you know, takes takes the reins away from those big distributors and gives it back to the people, which is quite a nice idea, I suppose. Yeah, and like um, two months ago, like an actual like main porn account messaged me and was like, oh, do you want to do like a full porn, like a video for us? And I was like, no, because in my head it's different. Like, if I do a porn for you, Mm. I'm helping you to make money. Whereas me making my own Mm -hmm. real amateur porn for people to enjoy is me actually having fun and making money from it. Like, I don't want to do a porn scene where you tell me I have to have sex with this person and then you make money off it and I make a little Mm. bit of money. I feel like it's so different. And it's giving money back to the little guy. Like Definitely. So why do you think subscription services like OnlyFans are becoming so popular when there's access to infinite amounts of free porn online? So we touched on this earlier when you said that you think it's to do with highlighting those normal body types, like a bit more of a personal relationship. Why do you really think it is so popular? I definitely think it's, with what I said earlier about like the real people like it's real bodies and I mean even for me before I started doing OnlyFans I always used to watch amateur porn I just feel like it's so much more interesting like it's much more hot to me I don't know why but I just feel like amateur porn Mm -hmm. is better because it's like a real connection like you're seeing two people that actually want to have sex with each other like not people that are getting paid mm. to have sex. And it's not as orchestrated. Like you can't imagine a camera crew there and everyone, you know, watching and, and that sort of thing. And I remember a guy that um a guy that I met when I was traveling around Spain, he was from America. He said one time his friend was going to be in a porno and he was like, oh, do you want to just come along and, you know, they'll give you a bit of cash and you can just go in the background. And he was like, yeah. And the amount of stuff that he told me that was just totally made up, like he was just sitting in the back and he had to like grab this girl's boobs and then they'd go cut. Yeah, they have like fluffer girls, man. Yeah, and they had like big, um, you know, bottles of fake like bodily fluids and stuff. Yeah. They were like spraying sweat on people with like spray bottle. Like it was <laughs> it was all so like fake and glamorous. So, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably what you said about just it being more realistic and stuff because it's the it's the sort of stuff that people imagine with their you know first sexual experiences or that people that look like their girlfriends or the the boy they have a crush on or whatever like it's probably more realistic for people than watching you know more polished porn online yeah definitely and I just feel like it's so fake all the porn online is just so fake like I genuinely Mm. myself don't enjoy it so 
I guess a lot of other people don't enjoy it. That's why they comment only fans. Yeah. So our next question is, would you ever meet a fan? Um, I personally, I would if I was genuinely attracted to them and I would do it for free, but I would never, I wouldn't have sex for cash. It's just something that I, is off limits for me. And I do get a lot of requests for it every mm-hmm. day, basically. <laughs> but I always say, no, it's just not. Something I would do. I guess it's just if it's outside your personal boundaries and it sounds like, you know, you've you've got your head screwed on in terms of like what you will and won't do and everything. So yeah, it just I guess it's just up to the up to the person. It's a super personal decision and everything. Yeah, definitely. Our second last question is what do the people you're dating think of the work you do and do they ever get jealous? Um so personally I have kind of had given up on dating before I started OnlyFans. It's just mm-hmm. not um something that I'm that bothered about. So to do OnlyFans mm. is kind of like like I was only meeting people to have sex to be honest before that anyway. Mm. So but I can imagine that I wouldn't want to date anyone while I'm doing it. And if I did, I would mm. want them to be involved in it. But then because there is a lot of couples that do it, but then also in my head, I don't want to be in a couple that does OnlyFans because I feel like that's private. Like that's you having sex with someone you love. Whereas now I'm just having sex with people that are hot. So it's very different. Yeah. How do you find um the pit like other people to have sex with? Is it on Grinder or is it through OnlyFans? Yeah, so I use Grinder, I use Twitter, I use Fab, I use um Twitter, I use anything. <laughs> as long as they're hot, I don't care where they're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that people? Mad's world is just the new place to find people to have sex with. <laughs> people that don't have Twitter, if they want sex get twitter if you want to find hot people to have sex with make a twitter post one nude you'll get so many people (laughs) wanting to have sex with you that's my top tip (laughs) that's a top see we learn things on mad world every single week people so (laughs) come back for more hints and tips about how to have sex with hot people so our last question is do you think that there's longevity in OnlyFans as a career or can you see it changing into something else and would you ever consider a different career like would you go back to another career I guess that's a whole different question um I mean I think there can be longevity in it like I have seen some fit mills that have OnlyFans they're hot as fuck I mean the cop destroyers they're not exactly young are they they have OnlyFans no offense to them. Hope they don't drag me now. They're gonna treat me like this little <laughs> bitch. It's <laughs> all right. It's a mystery guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot. Anonymous. But yeah, I think any age you can have only fans. But for me personally, I have actually got like a ten year plan, and I hope to give it up in five years. I feel like that's my limit because I mean, you can only be horny every day for so long. <laughs> Yeah, before it really, really fucks with your head. So, what? Um, if you don't mind me asking, what what's in the the pipeline in the ten year ten year plan? Like, are you hoping to go back to something that's considered more of a mainstream or a normal career? And do you think that um the work you're you're doing at the moment, do you think that would have an effect on it? I don't, to be honest, because my actual OnlyFans is anonymous, so like I don't show my face, so I don't think it can have any impact on my life hopefully (laughs) but I mean you're always taking a bit of a risk Mm -hmm. when you're posting videos of you getting fucked on Twitter (laughs) but um I'm hoping to save enough of the OnlyFans money that I can turn it into something to invest in like a house and then sell that house and then make more money or maybe like stocks or something I just hope to make enough money that I can act like I'm rich and invest money I feel like that's the plan we'll see how it goes 
Yeah, for sure. Ah, well, that is all of our questions. And this was honestly one of the most eye-opening episodes I've ever done. So thank you so much for, yeah, joining Mads World. And I think this episode is going to blow up a bit because I think it's something everyone is so curious about. And to be honest, when I was doing research about this episode, there there wasn't as much online about the behind the scenes and stuff as you would think. Like there's a couple of podcasts and everything, but I don't think lots of people know someone who does OnlyFans because as you said, it's like yours is private. Like it was, you know, I had to yeah. do a call out on Instagram to find someone. So, yeah, su- <laughs> super great stuff. So, yeah, thanks for joining the show. No worries. And I'm happy to come back for a part two. If people love it, you know, why not? Get some more questions Ooh, coming. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, if you do have any more questions for our mystery guests, then, um, yeah, submit them through madsworld.co or through my Instagram at madsworld.mp3. And, yeah, we can potentially do a part two. And, um, okay, um, great. All right, well, thanks so much for joining the show thank you bye i hope you enjoyed my chat with our mystery guest please get in touch with me at madsworld.mp3 on instagram or madsworld.co and remember to subscribe rate and review the podcast on your favorite listing platform love and elbow taps peace I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.